The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Break, we're breaking down all the biggest NBA storylines. You're tuned in to The Heat Check. The Heat Check with Trista Crick. The best podcast covering all the drama around the association. Let's move forward on the, the Kai Jones saga. Um, casual fans probably don't even know Kai Jones. He's a center for the Charlotte Hornets. He's the one with the colored hair. He's the one with the blue, blue, the blue hair. And he has had a wild ride. He's like, I don't, I don't like the direction he's going. It feels very Chandler Jones-esque to me. It's just all of a sudden you're on my feed saying wild things that we know you don't mean. We know something's happened. Uh, but right now, about a week ago, Shams Shams tweeted this. The Charlotte Hornets will have 2021 first-round pick Kai Jones away from the team indefinitely. There's no timetable for his return. Jones will miss training camp due to personal reasons. The team remains in constant communication with them. Constant communication, though? I don't think so because today or yesterday, Kai Jones formally requested a trade from the Charlotte Hornets, followed by hashtag GOAT. Life. What in the name of Michael Jordan's former team is happening here? Uh, nothing. Nothing good. Nothing. It doesn't make sense. He's been filming himself all summer doing I'm a Savage videos. He's been writing on his walls with crayon. He's going after his own teammates on Twitter. Then he says, I'm unguardable. Once I get, I get my opportunity, I'm going to go it. I know I will. Followed by a bunch of emojis, random ones that we don't know how to decipher. He then subtweeted this in his response to the fact that someone says he has a higher field goal percentage than LeBron. He says this, that's my whole point. Only few people watch him in all three categories, even in, in the G. So my point is that once I bring that same mentality every day, to be even neater, why would I not be MVP or Defensive Player of the Year? I'm not gassing it, you know, one day, one shot at a time. And then friend of show Terrence Ross tweeted out, is, is he all there mentally? Kai Jones then responds, I'm the greatest of all time, check my highlights. And then Terrence Ross responded, so no. So no, he's not okay. Something is happening with Kai Jones, I do not know. It's something to keep our eye on. Thankfully, it seems like the Hornets have their arms around this. We know that they are just such a great organization as as it re- relates to player, uh, we'll call it warm and fuzzy relations. It's not good. Finally, uh, let's move on to LeBron. LeBron James is just, he just wants that, that NBA team in Vegas, boy. He just, he just wants it. Wants it. He and Floyd Mayweather are going to have to go Mono imano battle to the death. Winner gets 
the Las Vegas NBA team. He was asked this in his first preseason game. Well, Baran, you've been very specific about wanting to have the team here in Las Vegas. You don't just want to have a team, you want to have the team here. Why is that? Uh, it just makes sense. Um, obviously, you have the Raiders here, you have the Knights here, you have the Aces here. You got F1 coming very soon. Um, and also, our weekend has been here a few times. We had the NBA Summer League, that's very popular. Um, I mean, sports is, is, is here. Um, you know, I think, you know, adding the NBA franchise here, um, which just adds just to the momentum that's going on in this town. Um, it's an attraction. Um, you don't have to worry about getting fan support, nothing like that. I mean, they, they show uh, no matter, every single time, every year, every summer. Um, you know, like you said, either it's USA basketball or NBA coming here for summer league, whatever the case may be. Um, I think it's only right. I think it's only a matter of time, but. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Probably has nothing to do with the fact that LeBron James owns a house there and hasn't probably been able to sell it at a profit. No, I was at Summer League last year, last summer. I got to meet Floyd Mayweather, and uh, who also wants to own the NBA team in Vegas. And here's what people are not talking about. Uh... While the league, I think, will very much want LeBron James to own the team because it's good for the league, uh, no one has made the powers that be in Vegas more money than, than Floyd Mayweather. Just one fight with Conor McGregor grossed $550 million. The amount generated for the city was about the same. So we're looking at a billion-dollar fight right there with, with Floyd. There's probably no one out there that could come at LeBron toe-to-toe and get a bid or take anything that LeBron wants in the city of Las Vegas, other than Floyd Mayweather. He fought 26 times in Vegas. I mean, if you don't think Mayweather owns Vegas, is plugged in with Vegas, and they are going to push for him to own a team, I don't know what to tell you. It's actually one of the most fascinating things going on in the NBA right now that nobody's talking about because it hasn't really come to a head yet. But that's going to be a real struggle. What does Adam Silver want, which is clearly LeBron? What does Vegas want, which is clearly Floyd? Whew. Vegas is going to control who owns the expansion team. Going to be a fascinating dynamic to watch. Also, we got a glimpse of the future, folks. That future are a bunch of seven-footers. They can hit threes like point guards. They can do up and unders. They can, they can give you the cross-cross, tween-tween, behind-the-back, hezzy, step-back, wet, in-your-fucking-face type motions. I am talking Chet Holmgren. I am talking about Victor Wambayama time. They went head-to-head two nights ago. They gave NBA fans a little hope, a little glimpse, a vision of what the next 10 to 15 years will look like. We saw Victor Wambayama play in the summer league, and guess what? It was not always pretty. And this time, though, Victor was ready. He put on, like, pounds and pounds of muscle. I can't really tell because he's skin and bones, but I'm sure that made him stronger. He works really hard. An incredible athlete, 
OKC was down big to the Spurs. Down big, like all, I think almost 20, and they end up coming back to the San Antonio Spurs, 122-121. It was a doozy. Uh, in the first quarter alone, Victor had 10 points in a block. Chet put up 14-7 and seven in the first quarter. Catch and shoot, corner threes, pretty much going to be unguardable by anyone other than Victor. What was the final tally for them both? Uh, Victor had 25 on 8 for 13 shooting, 2 for 5 from 3, 2 steals, and a block in 19 minutes. 19 minutes. What's his per 36? Look it up. Do the math for me. Get back to me. Chet was... Like, oh, okay, I see you, Vic. I see you, Vic. I got you. I'll give you eight. I'll give you 20 and five, and I'll raise you 21 and nine on seven for 10 from the field, two for two from three, one block. In how long? 16 fucking minutes. They even had a little beef going back and forth, a little hamburger, a little ground up, grass fed shit. Victor laid a shoulder into Chet, bumped him back, laid in an easy bucket. Then he flexed on him with his little baby Trista sized biceps. After the game, Chet tweeted, The headbutt is an unstoppable move for show. Holy moly. By the way, real quick, I didn't mention this, but it needs to be mentioned. Whatever is happening on Chet Holmgren's face right now, like we got it. Is does Chet does Chet want to be? Uh, is he cosplaying a vampire from the 1500s from Transylvania right now? Because that's what my man looks like. Are you kidding me? You can feel Adam Silver being like, "This is it. This is my Larry Bird magic moment here. I am going to inject this into my veins." Could not have gone better, especially since it was like, "Oh, they're so skinny." Oh, how are they going to be able to handle at the next level the physicality? These grown men, and guess what? They were like balling. 